0: A new episode of Meet Me in the Middle. Uh, I'm Joy Martin and I'm
1: Lindsay Pollard.
0: And today we have Therissa Means with us today. Woohoo! We're so excited to have her on the show. Therissa is a motivational storyteller, she's a business advisor, she's an author. Oh my goodness, what else are you, Therissa? You're so many things. <laughs> I have so many things down here on my piece of paper about her. She's just an amazing, amazing young woman, and um, she's um, a powerful, impacting person and um, lives here in Huntsville, but uh, we are looking forward to telling you all about her today, and I'm going to let her start some stuff. Um, We met through a a good mutual friend, Angela Hawk, shout out to Angela Hawk and HLA Consulting for connecting us. So Theresa, when I first met you, um, we were in an office situation with my nonprofit that I work with, Intentional Faith, and you were just sharing your story. And, and what I loved, I had never met you before that day that I know of, and you sat down and you were just so transparent, so vulnerable, and you just shared your story with us and I, I was just um, so enjoying the freshness of you just sharing your story like that. So we want to start with you talking about your beginning. Your uh, Just tell us your whole life story, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Just dive, in. Just dive in.
2: right um well short version i am from north carolina um i like to tell people i'm from like the whole triad or piedmont area um so greensboro charlotte concord fayetteville all of that um at once i've lived in huntsville for two years um moved to Huntsville as a leap of faith. I prayed about it. I was trying to avoid it, prayed about it. The Lord confirmed and I packed up my stuff, sold everything that couldn't fit in my little car and drove down here within a week. Um, been the best experience of my life, the worst experience and the best experience because of the lessons learned, um, And being here has allowed me to meet all these wonderful new people like you guys um, and Angela um, and just expand my entire territory, um, build on my life and my relationship with God and even know him in a whole different way. And it's also helped me to build my business as a business advisor and coach, um, become an author and even push to open new businesses. Like what I'm, I'll be opening up a new business in about a year. So God has just been amazing and I just love sharing and telling my transparent story through business.
0: All right, and just so you all know, we're going to do two or three episodes with Larissa and we're going to get into all the nitty-gritty of all that stuff and some of your business that you're doing. But tell us, in your growing up years, you had some significant turning points, and this is what I feel compelled to talk about on this episode, um, is the turning points in your life that really changed the trajectory, if I can get that out, of your life and I know there were more than one and um Lindsay I know when she starts talking about this you're gonna like dive in with some good questions with this but tell us about uh some significant turning points in your life in your growing up years or your Um, early you know starting out
2: yeah um I guess my first turning point would be when my mother got sick Um, So my whole life I grew up in um, not a good place but for me I didn't know any difference like it was called the bottom and I guess they considered that the hood but I didn't know any difference it was home to me and so everybody was like superwoman and superman there and didn't think anything of it Um, but my mom got sick she ended up having a pinched nerve at work and then they had surgery on that and she had Um, A hemorrhated disc, had surgery on that, and then found out she had a brain tumor on her stem, her brain stem. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time I ever seen my mom as not like the superwoman that I thought she was like, oh my gosh, she can get sick. Like Mm -hmm. something could happen. Um, But it made me jumpstart and actually start to take care of myself. Um, on my own because I thought that as the oldest, I thought I was trying to, you know, take a little bit of pressure off of them. So, you know, I was trying to raise myself. I was in, I think, high school, the beginning of high school. And so I was like, you know, I don't want to worry them with my issues. My sister was um, a wild child. And so she was already taking a lot of um, of the, the, I guess, the 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 thoughts of my parents and the the their energy and so I was like you know I don't want to worry them you know I just want to you know do things what I could do so I started doing everything on my own even applying to college um financial aid everything they didn't even know like my parents didn't get to have that college experience where they you know you talk to your kids about where you're going to go and you do the application again they didn't have that um, they didn't even know I was planning on going to college. It was literally, hey, can y'all drop me off at Greensboro in June? Wow. And they're like, for what? <laughs> and so in my mind, I thought that I was being very much so helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but now later on in years, I have learned that my parents didn't, they wanted those experiences, especially in that time of turmoil. They wanted to have some type of normalcy. Um, and I just, I kind of robbed them of that. Um, But that was my first turning point of just seeing that, hey, things can happen in life and it knocks us off of our feet, literally. So what am I going to do about it? And seeing my mom fight through that, like every single surgery, every chemotherapy uh, appointment, the radiation, all of that has made me realize like there is strength. Even in those moments where, you know, you do get knocked off, um, there's there's a living testimony in her and that's what helped me to start being as transparent as I am. Wow. She's, she's still, she's still living. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Wow. That's
0: and you a- were in high school when that happened, right? Yeah. When you were getting sick and everything, you were in Charlotte, North Carolina then? Or-
2: I was in Concord then.
0: Concord. Okay. I, know. I
2: started off in Concord and then my mom, when she got sicker there was some things going on with our family life and um just trying to take care of her um we ended up moving to Fayetteville and well Hope Mills but Fayetteville and um, I finished high school there but she was really not she was there but then most of her time was at Duke Hospital um for the appointments the surgeries and things like that so um that's that's how it happened for us (laughs)
1: Had you guys had a chance to, and I am running just a little bit ahead, but had you all had a chance as a family to review that time? Because you made a comment that you felt like you robbed them of mm. those experiences. Have you had a time to come back and just get everybody's perspective of how they thought they were helping and how they were dealing with that crisis?
2: Um... Not necessarily. So my mom, because of all of the radiation and stuff, now she has a hard time hearing. So she has Mm -hmm. a hearing implant that's been, um, she's had for about a year, a little bit over. Um, So she can't hear a lot. And she's now, because of the radiation, you know, she has to wear glasses. She kind of loses her balance every now and then. People don't really understand how important hearing is. Yeah. but she's not she's not almost not the same person she was this person that was like so full of life and just always wanting to be around people always laughing and joking she's the same person on that sense but not as much she's more so now because she can't hear she rather just be at home um and then you know we're in her space and you know that type of thing but we haven't had a chance to talk the most um i've had to talk about that is with my dad um, because me and my dad did not have a good relationship growing up, um, at all to the point where I would tell people I hated my dad mm. and I really felt that way. And I thought that's, that's really what I felt like me and my dad actually fought before and, um, more so my fault. Cause I thought I was grown, but <laughs> we've had that time after I've taken a moment to forgive and really yeah. understand where he was coming from and things that was happening to him. Um, only in my older age now was that I have that moment to really reflect on that time and he shared some things like my dad is very much so open with me now um, and he, he's become almost my best friend mm-hmm. so that's been the, the way that I know about how he felt at
0: that per- that point in time. What brought You're... about that forgiveness? for for you to forgive your dad what helped you get to that point or continue to be at that point um a
2: movie i don't remember what the name of the movie was but i remember so when me and my mom and all of us moved we moved to Fayetteville without my dad at first Mm -hmm. and he was supposed to come later some things happened he never came for a while like years and then um when he came Cause like literally every time he would try to come, something would happen. So I was like, mom, that's a sign. You know, the Lord is trying to show you. And my mom would always be like, you know, that's not what it is. I'm still my husband and, you know, taking her vows seriously. Um, And I was just like, nah, mom, we need to leave. Like (laughs) we need to X him out of our lives. But then I watched this movie one day and I don't remember what it was, but the movie was about this man that kept chasing the wife and the wife had moved on and, um, started dating somebody else. And the kids were like, dad, move on. Mom's not thinking about you. And they were like, and the dad kept saying, I, I promised her I would not leave. I would always be here. And lo and behold, at the end of the day, um, what had happened was they uncovered that later, earlier on in their marriage, the mom and dad had some issues and, I think he stepped out Mm -hmm. and she waited and they healed each other and came back or whatever. Um, And so now he was doing the same thing and he was trying to wait. And at the end of the movie, they got all, everybody got back together and all that stuff. But it showed me, I don't know what happened in my mom and dad's life before me. All I know is what I see, my perspective of it. Um, I don't know what they were going through, why my mama was holding on so strong and still is to my dad, um, and why she had so much faith that my dad would just turn his life around. And I remember my mom saying, oh, my my husband, he'll be up in church one way or another. Either we'll wheel him in or he'll walk in. (laughs) And I was like, what is wrong? But it had me to realize, like, that's none of my business my mom and dad's relationship, that's none of my business. And as much as, um, a daughter that we want to see everybody happen, it's not of my business what happened before. So Mm -hmm. I don't, I need to mind my business and step out of it. And it allowed me to, to take my step out and see my dad for my dad, who he was in my life. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just I'm just amazed that you're still alive after fighting your dad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I, <laughs> I had family there that kind of helped me not to die at that point. So,
0: <laughs> yes, that, I mean that your mom sounds like she's got some incredible faith. I'll yeah. say that, and and not just faith, but like faith that, that sees the best. Mm. In somebody, even when you don't see that reality, and isn't that what faith really is? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. So I know you got another little turning point. You got more because I know you talked about. You, I remember you telling me something about college. Mm. Well, you were such an independent little child there, weren't you? <laughs> me? Well, um, I
2: mean that independence was a gift and a curse. Because um, that independence made me end up thinking I was grown too early and I ended up getting pregnant, having an abortion, doing a whole bunch of crazy stuff in college. So I, I grew up fast um, and then some life happened. Mm-hmm. And um, I, but, I, you know, I wouldn't take any of it back. Like I learned so much in that time period. And I know everybody's always like, you act like you're so old, but I learned so much Mm -hmm. in the short amount of time that I've been living on this earth. And I, I would rather not trade that in for anything. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Tell us about how you work through the abortion. And that's, I mean, that's the thing that a lot of people need to know that maybe, maybe some of you out there listening, you know, you've had an abortion and, and you're still working through the emotions of that. Um, Therissa, tell us how, how, how'd you work through that middle? So for me, um,
2: when I got pregnant, I was with, like, I guess he was my high school sweetheart. Mm -hmm. I thought we was going to be together forever. And, um, so when I got pregnant, (laughs) I, it was like, I knew that I would have had to, like, there was no, there was nothing that I was doing to try not to be pregnant. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, when I got pregnant, I didn't even tell my mom and dad. They didn't even know. Um, I went to a doctor's appointment to get birth control. And they came in was like, hey, when would you say your last period was? <laughs> and I tried to make up something. And then she came back in, I think, to try to catch me in a lie. She came back in and asked me again. And I couldn't remember what I had just told her. And she was like, yeah, so you're pregnant. And everything kind of shifted like i didn't really know what to think because i knew i was pregnant but i didn't know if i was pregnant yeah. um but me and a guy um we were gonna like we were excited at first well at first we were kind of shocked then we was excited um and we were just excited at first and we were going <laughs> to tell our parents because my mom was still in duke and so she was supposed to be coming home my mom and dad um and we I didn't even get a chance to because he had told his mom and his mom had her him young and she was like, you know, I just want you guys to think about, you know, what's going on. I'm not gonna tell y'all what to do because this is your decision, but I want you to make a plan. Whatever you do, make a plan. And so we started thinking about it, and at that point in time it was what was it, about 2007. Um, she my mom was going through what she was going through at duke so i was like lord we ain't got no money <laughs> um my mom and dad don't have money i was working a little job at a daycare and i was my it was my senior year in school in high school and he was at college so there's money there and so we we in our minds we thought that because you know we thought we was gonna be together forever we was like yeah we're gonna give our baby to god and then he's going to have our child until we're ready. Like we're going to stop having sex and we're going to be celibate and we're going to do things right. And then when we get married, cause we're going to get married after we graduate college, we get married and then we're going to, we're going to have the baby. Okay. And that's what we're going to do. And the worst, the worst experience of my life, um, the, it just people was in there like, yeah, this is my third time here. And I'm like, crying and i don't want this to happen but it just was like a a whole different like a whole different universe um and i i remember them talking about it like they would talk to you try to counsel you but you know we had already made up our minds what was going to happen but i didn't even understand honestly the reality of what i was doing um i knew what i was doing but i didn't realize like legit what I was doing I didn't even realize how big my baby was at that point in time because I had just made the mark like the cutoff mark at that time so I didn't realize like it wasn't just like (laughs) something small like my baby had a heartbeat by that time and so that sat with me for years like maybe five or six years ago I forgave myself for that So that was a whole nother turning point of, you know, wow. And my parents, like, as time goes on, I never even got to tell them. I was like, how do I tell them? Like, hey, y'all, 10 years ago, (laughs) I had an abortion. And then my sister got pregnant. So I was like, oh, they would have been fine with it. But it just, it just, nothing worked out. um, And it just was like what do I do? And even after the fact, I still lied to people. I lied to my friends and family. Um, The people that did know I was pregnant, only like a handful. Um, I told them I lost the baby. Um, I I couldn't tell them that I had an abortion um, because I just didn't know how. And I felt so ashamed. And I was one of those people like, oh, you're going to hell if you have an abortion, but never really understood like, what it takes, like what people go through. Um, I don't support having abortions as, you know, as birth control, like some people that were in there. But I do understand that sometimes things happen and people make decisions based off of where they are thinking what's best for them. Um, But that's a, it's a whole nother level of, Forgiveness on their part for themselves, and a whole nother uh, emotional struggle for the person that goes through it after the fact. So now I have just a little bit more um, compassion with people who have been through it. Um, I'm not gonna judge anybody because I can be judged. Right. Um, but I truly know what it was like um, to to go through it, and even after the fact, I still some days I still think about like, oh, my child would have been this many years older I wonder what they would have been like but it took me a while to to get to this place and now I'm like you know God forgives me um, so I can forgive myself and there's a reason that I go through everything so there's no need for me to hide it now um, because this is my testimony so this will help someone else if I hide what I'm going through then that means some little girl that may be looking for the same answers may not get what she needs because of my selfishness
1: do you think that do you think that the abortion process even though the 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 male is not carrying the baby do you think that that the guys go through as much emotional turmoil
2: um i know for a fact um that my boyfriend at the time he did go through some stuff Mm -hmm. um he never told me at that time Mm -hmm. but like we went through a bad breakup and then we got back together, we well, tried and we talked later on in life. And he felt like he, he couldn't provide. Um, and so that was emasculating in his point um, from what he told me. So um, I, I do think that even though they're not in the room and they're not the ones that's physically getting the child ripped out of them, Um, they still go through certain things, Um, some of them, some of
0: them. You know, you talked about forgiving your dad, Um, and I think this is another layer of forgiveness that you had to forgive yourself,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and um, that God forgave you. I mean, I just see the beautiful cycle of forgiveness here. Um, and I love see, hearing stories like this because it's like, you know, you can just see the weaving that God did because I think all of us have done something that that we're not happy about or that we're not proud of or and, and in some cases that we're just ashamed of for some that or has brought shame to us or whatever, regret or all those words, you know, any of those words. Um, but there's grace, there's forgiveness um from God, but we do have to forgive ourselves. But in doing that it helps us forgive other people. And I I love that in your turning points, there it's just a beautiful cycle of forgiveness. I don't know, Lindsay, you have any more questions as we wrap up this session?
1: No, I think that's a great way to end this session. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely beautiful.
0: God. all right thank you for uh sharing your uh tender places i call them <laughs> and um hey everybody come back we're gonna do another episode in just a minute and you're gonna hear some more stuff that are really good about Theresa. all right see you next time